Welcome to Roadside, where we talk about the fascinating and sometimes disturbing history behind roadside attractions and unique destinations. Welcome to Roadside. I am Abigail. I am Janica. And if you are watching us from YouTube, you can tell that I am in a frat house. (laughs) I'm recording from a frat house right now. I don't have Wi-Fi right now, so the boys of uh, Phi Lambda Phi are helping me out. Shout out, guys. I love you. Nice. Yay. Yes. And of course, their lovely lavalier, Maddie, who is one of my best friends. But they're letting me use their house so I can actually record. Nice. Instead of not like we have been. It's good. Yeah. Yes. Because I want to get episodes out. Yes. Same. Yes. And she has been very busy moving and packing and... It has been a time and a half, guys. (laughs) Yeah, I just just yesterday moved out of my college home, and now I'm living with my boyfriend. Nice. And we're having a good time. Good. But we have to move again (laughs) in two weeks, because that's when our new lease starts. Yeah, fun times. Oh, yeah, super fun. So, yeah, I've been, you know, cleaning, packing, moving, it's a lot. Yeah. I'm trying to deal with my roommate's bullshit. So that's fun. Such good times. Yeah. What's up with you, mom? Work. Uh, someone's leaving. So I'm taking over a lot of stuff temporarily just to kind of keep the flow of things going. Mm-hmm. So I got a, a new project today too, which involves a, a big Excel spreadsheet. And I love Excel spreadsheets. You love Excel spreadsheets. I told my boss that and he's like, yeah, I know. That's why I gave it to you. <laughs> he, goes, he goes, I actually like them too, but I have too much thing, too many other things to do. That's so. funny. That's funny. Oh, that's a good one. I get a fun Excel spreadsheet, which will probably be the majority of my week to work on. Nice. Yeah. Um, other than that, it was just Mother's Day. It was. I had a great Mother's Day. Good. And I worked in the yard a lot. And nice. I almost passed out, so that's not good. But not it was. Nice. A good day. <laughs> Why did you almost pass out? Because it was so freaking hot and humid yesterday, and I just hadn't eaten, so I had to force myself to eat and sit down and have some water. And yeah, it was good. That was me on on Friday when I was moving. Dude, yeah, my face was bright red. We've got a frat cat here. A frat cat. He likes <laughs> straws. Oh, really? He will take. Any straws that you have. Just trying to sneak really? around to him right now. He's right behind my computer. Interesting. He's got a little scratch on his face because he just got into a little fight. Aw. Yeah, he's a tough boy, though. <laughs> yeah, you're a tough boy. Come here. Come show the people. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. His name is Frank. He's pretty cute. Frank the frat cat. Frank the frat cat. Nice. Frank the phylum cat. Okay, everybody. So this is Frank. He's going to be our guest speaker today. What do you have to say for yourself, Frank? He's like sniffing the mic. He was, he was sniffing the microphone. He was trying to say something. <laughs> All right, get out of here. <laughs> He's no longer interested. Anyways, well, I'm really glad you had a good Mother's Day. Thanks. I wanted to say to our listeners that sorry we ended so abruptly last time. It was a very quick ending, but... It was. It was. We had a lot of interruptions. It was a long episode. It was. We didn't even end up recording the bonus. It was rough last time. We're going to do that after this one. Yes, <laughs> yeah. we will. And I'm excited for it. I'm really excited for my bonus episode. you got to tell us what is the bonus going to be this week. The bonus 
this week is going to be the giant sequoia trees. Redwood trees. Oh, oh, okay. World's biggest trees. Nice. Yes. Love it. We will be talking about world's biggest trees today. Well, not today in this episode, but... Well, yeah. So, But if you're a patron, that is your bonus episode yes. this week. If you would like to listen to that and become a patron, yeah. you can go to yeah. patreon.com slash roadside. Do it. And for as little as $5 a month, you can listen to our bonus episodes every week. You can get bonus episodes. Yay. That's right, bitch. And we'll shout you out. Oh, yeah, of course. On an episode. Yeah. So recently, guys. Yes. I have been listening, re-listening, apologize, to the Vampire Academy series. Oh, I could never get into that. I love it so much. Me and Grandma talk about it all the time. Yeah, I know. Grandma loves it. It's so good. And it's like, it's so cheesy sometimes, though. But like, I love that part. But it's pretty good. I'm on, nice. um, I think, the third book. Okay. How many are there? Six, I think. Okay. But you can find books like that and literally thousands more. Yeah. <laughs> on Audible. Pretty much any book, any podcast, you can probably find on there. Yep. So head over to audibletrial.com slash roadside. Yes. Bitches. Yeah. Yeah. And you can uh, get a 30-day free trial if you don't already have one and then support us in the process. Yay. We love supporting the best mother-daughter duo around. That's right. (laughs) Let's see. What else? You can also go to roadsidepodcast.com. TikTok. At roadsidepod, I think. Podcast. Podcast. (laughs) <laughs> I get them mixed up. It's either Roadside Pod or Roadside Podcast. I know. It was just kind of dependent on what was available. And, and so I have a list. So Instagram, YouTube, email is all Roadside Pod. Email is roadsidepod at gmail.com. Then TikTok and Facebook are Roadside Podcast, as well as the website roadsidepodcast.com. I should have this memorized. Or just go to roadsidepodcast.com and everything is there for you and you only have to remember one. Do that. Or go to the show notes and, you know, everything's there too. Either of those will work. Yeah. So today we're going to finish up the Heaven's Gate mansion and cult. Yes. I am actually very excited to hear about this. Yeah. This is the part that's going to get, well, I know we got into some rough stuff last time with the castrations. Yeah. The castrations. You know, just the casual castrations. Right. And, you know, the culty the things culty that were going in on. in general. Literally, textbook yeah. cult. Yes. Textbook. Yes. We've, we've, we've been through all the steps. We're checking them, checking them we're off. checking them off. One by one. Yeah. First, I want to give a correction to part one. Okay. Because in part one, you asked if Applewhite and Nettles both had to cut their hair too. And I said... That Applewhite already had short hair and that Nettles didn't. But that is incorrect. Nettles actually did have short hair, but it was more fluffy rather than like a pixie cut or a buzz cut like all the members had. Okay. So just a a little uh, recap here. They called themselves the two. um, Two. Applewhite and Nettles called themselves the two. They were the teachers. All the members were the classmates. And then once Nettles passed away from cancer, then Applewhite kind of went just a little over the top with- Over the top. He got power trip. He was dramatic. We talked about how he was, he liked the drama. Mm -hmm. So he went with the drama. Me too, but I don't castrate people. No. (laughs) Just saying. Or have, you know, one of the 
members of the cult do it for you. And not a doctor. Right. Hey, guys, if you're going to get castrated, go to a doctor. Yeah, please. Please. Okay. In October of 1996, this was under the name, they had a business name. So under the business name of WW Higher Source, I have no idea what the WW was for. I couldn't find that. Higher Source Worldwide? I don't know. Maybe. I don't, maybe. Um, so this is when they had rented the mansion. Okay. A, a 92,000 square foot mansion with an elevator that was located in Ranto, Rancho Santa Fe, California. Okay. So now we're getting into the mansion. Yes. Love it. 40 people moved into this house. Mm -hmm. They had nine bedrooms, seven bathrooms on 3.1 acres of land. Wow. Nine bedrooms with 40 people. But Applewhite got his own bed, his own room. He got the biggest bedroom. He had a queen size bed all to himself, which means the other 39 people were sharing bedrooms with six to seven people per bedroom. That's bullshit. All with all with twin size bunk beds. That's bullshit. Yeah. Selfish little butt. Isn't that insane? Yeah, it is. I mean, I don't know. He's the leader, so he should get it. Yeah, I guess. It's probably what he thought. I'm sure. I'm sure. This mansion also included a maid's quarters. Okay. A limo sized garage. Wow. Because of course. Right. Why would you not want a limo sized right. garage for your limo? Yeah. Yeah. I have one. <laughs> that's actually the new the new place that I'm moving into. That's actually that's what it has. So that was a big selling point. Requirement yeah. number one on her sure. list. Uh, I need somewhere to park my limo. My limo. <laughs> yeah, it's hot pink. Nice. Thank you. Mine would be purple. I know it would. Would it be like a dark purple or like a lilac? Honestly, it would probably be pearl white because I've always wanted a pearl white car. You have. You have always wanted one of those. Yeah. Maybe purple interior. Oh, I kind of love that. It would have to be dark purple. Yeah, I think so too. Like a royal purple. Okay, so, you know, that's my next car. Okay, so next Mother's <laughs> Day, that will be your gift. Oh, thank you. I love that. Anything I'm here for it. If we're rich Thanks. enough by then, I will get you that. Thanks. You're the best. <laughs> I'm going to need a limo-sized garage, though. <laughs> we'll work. We'll work on it. Okay. The house also had a swimming pool, putting greens, tennis courts, and a sauna. Holy shit. And from the property, you could see to the Pacific Ocean. Wow. Yeah. So this is a fancy schmancy place that they probably paid a lot of money for. It was said that like this area and these houses are where celebrities live. Yeah. Now, remember I said last time they were paying $7,000 a month in cash for this house. Mm-hmm. So today that is $13,400 a month. In cash. If I had that much money a month, I would be set. Well, I mean, this this was for 40 people, True. but still, yeah. that's a lot that of money. Is a lot. And where did they get that money from? They got it because a lot of them worked. True. And some some people had money that they brought with them. True. You know, even though they're supposed to get rid of all their possessions. But yes. as time went on, they brought in people that had money. Yes. Or sometimes, like in one case, a relative passed away. One of the members got all the inheritance and just gave it over. Gave it over. Did you do you think they gave it over or were they forced to give it over? I don't know. Okay. I think last time we said that they were like, um, what what's the word that I used? Encouraged. 
encouraged. Yes. They were encouraged to like help support by the, you know, they were previously living on campgrounds, but now it's like, oh, suddenly we have all this money. We should probably rent a mansion. We should have a mansion. Yeah. Fuck the campgrounds. Yeah. No worldly possessions until you get a lot of money. Until you have money and then you get greedy. Yeah. Uh, Before we get too far into this, though, so that is the mansion for now. I'm going to cover a little bit more of it in a little bit. We are, I just want to give a quick trigger warning again for cult stuff because some of this is has a lot of cultness to it it is a cult i don't know what the t- proper term is for that and also suicide cool. okay so when i get to that point i will give a there's going to be cultist cult stuff throughout mm-hmm. but when i get to that point i will um give an, an additional trigger warning okay. for suicide so the same month that they purchased this house which was back in october of 96 they also purchased they also purchased Alien abduction insurance for $1,000. Alien abduction insurance? Yes. That's a thing? It was. (laughs) Who would buy that? So apparently there are all kinds of weird insurances. And it's like these off insurance companies. It's not like State Farm isn't selling this, you know. It's like Bob's insurance company or whatever. Like small town. I mean, they are selling like... The weirdest yeah, insurance. Sounds like it. We'll give you insurance in case you get abducted by aliens. I mean, it's just a way to make money, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So this coverage cost them $1,000 and it would cover up to 50 people against alien abduction, impregnation by aliens, or being attacked by aliens. I mean, that is a very real concern for most of us in life. Um, I worry about it every day. <laughs> Every day I wake up and I think this is the day that I am going to get impregnated by an alien. <laughs> no, no, nobody thinks that. <laughs> nobody thinks that. Apparently, some people do. Oh, okay. Uh, the coverage would pay up to $1 million if you had proof. You had to have proof that oh. one of these things happened. Okay, sure. It could happen, but if you didn't have proof, you're not going to get a payout exactly. from the insurance company. So, I mean, it probably happened millions of times and, you know, they just couldn't get the right proof. Right. How do you even prove that? I guess if your baby looks like an alien, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, we're going to step back in time a little bit. Okay. So we're in 96. We're going to go back to 1993 and then to 1995. We're going to cover a very, very briefly three major things that happened that would eventually bring Apple White to his ultimate conclusion. Okay. So first one is February 28th through April 19th of 1993, the FBI had a 51-day standoff with David Koresh and the Branch Davidians. Is that another cult? That is a cult that was in Waco, Texas. Okay. And yes, I will I will cover it someday. <laughs> oh, isn't there a Netflix documentary about that? Oh, I'm sure. I think I've I seen am that. Sure. I don't think I've watched it, but I've definitely seen it like on my Netflix page. I mean, I remember watching this on TV. I would have been uh I would have been a junior at that point in wow. high school. And I remember this being all over. Okay. I'll have to look into it. And what's crazy is when all of this went down, it would not be but maybe less than a year later before I would join a cult. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, mom was watching that on TV and she was like, hmm. No. Hmm. 
luckily mine was nothing like that there's cult things happening but some cults are not as terrible as others yes they can still be traumatizing but not as terrible my hair looks almost red in this light a little bit yeah it kind of does i'm a redhead now guys (laughs) uh so like i said this was heavily publicized Mm -hmm. on tv and print media i remember watching this this caused apple white to purchase guns because he was fearing that the fbi might come after them him now Hmm. Clearly, in some part of his brain, he knew what he was doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think he, I think he knew what he was doing the entire time. I think so too. Although I will say that I, at studying all of this, I found some some people just called him crazy, obviously, and then some people just said he had a mental illness, mm-hmm. which could have been true. Yes, we'll never know. We'll never really know, but I think he definitely had to have known because. If you've got nothing to hide, nothing to be scared of, why are you buying guns? Yeah. After this whole incident in Waco. And they are such a peaceful group. Mm-hmm. Supposedly. You know. Right. So the second thing to happen is June 12th, 1995. And nobody would know this part of it unless they are familiar or researched it. A programmer in Massachusetts named David Eddy coined the term Y2K. Oh, Okay. Although it had been first discovered in 95, it didn't really start to become a worry to the public until a little bit later as it got started. More like 96, 97, 98 is kind of- started getting closer. Right. Started getting closer. The year 2000 was approaching. People were like panicking, worried that the computers were all going to shut down. They wouldn't be able to get their money from banks. They wouldn't be able to get buy food from the grocery store. Why would people think that's going to happen just because the year is changing? I mean, it technically, it was a Y2K bug. And it's so the computer systems could only hold up to two digits for a year because they were trying to save space. Computers used to be way much bigger than they are. Like we can hold a computer in our hand essentially now to save space and data and all that. The programmers initially just put 19 in there for the 1900s. So when the year rolled over from 99 to 2000, it was going to look like it was 1900. Oh, okay. It did have to be updated, but there was a lot of panic that it was going to shut down all these computer programs and like airplanes and grocery stores. So people started stocking up on- I see what you mean. Yeah. Still kind of crazy, but- well, yes, because to my mind, like, yeah, the grocery store is still going to sell you food. They're just going to have to calculate it separately, you know? Yeah. And so, but I mean, people stocked up on food. They had like storage units with the food in their basement or a shed or whatever. Um, they were stocking up on guns and pulling all their money out of the bank. Mm-hmm. So this was another thing that like, another one of those things to Applewhite that was like, oh, things are really going to hit the fan. Yeah. In the year 2000. Yeah. So the last event that had an had an impact on him was July 23rd of 1995. Two men separately, Alan Hale and Thomas Bopp, both discovered a new comet. Oh. Because those two together discovered it. It was called the Hale-Bopp Comet. Okay. And it was approximately 37 miles in diameter. Wow. Which is five times the size of the asteroid that killed the dinosaurs. 
or supposedly killed. Supposedly, yeah. So very, very big comet. Mm -hmm. It was so big that you could see it from Earth with like no telescope, nothing for about 18 months between 1996 and 1997. That's kind of cool. Yeah. That's really cool. I wish I would have been able to see that. Yeah. Sorry, you weren't here yet. (laughs) Did you go see it? It's not to me like you could really see the whole thing. Like you couldn't tell that it was a comet necessarily. I mean, I'm sure some people did, but also I don't remember like viewing it. Okay. Like going to viewing things and stuff. Like when we had the eclipse a few years ago, like that was really I remember cool. that was like a really big deal and mm-hmm. like we were all standing outside and stuff, but got off of school for that. Yeah. <laughs> then in nineteen ninety six, November of ninety six, an amateur astronomer took a photo of the comet. Now, mind you, amateur means they don't necessarily know what they're doing. Yes. So probably a guy with a telescope. Okay. Probably. Yeah. He thought he saw a UFO following the comet. <laughs> the look on your face is just like, oh, Lord, have mercy. I believe him. I believe him. I mean, why would he say that? Otherwise, he is clearly an expert. He went to school for this. Clearly. And he didn't just pull a telescope out of his ass and look at the sky. And what I thought was funny is I couldn't even find his name. So it's like, did he just not want to be remembered for that? I don't know. I don't know. Probably just made it up or something. But he called into a radio show that I guess used to talk about space. Aliens. UFO stuff. And told them that that there was a UFO following the Hale-Bopp comet. And conspiracy started spreading across the U.S., as they do. That the government was hiding a UFO in the tail of the comet. Classic. This is so 90s. <laughs> it's so 90s. It's so 90s. <laughs> All right. So the fear of being raided by the FBI. Y2K is coming. The world is essentially going to self-destruct anyway. Obviously. A UFO is on its way. Apple White thinks... It's probably on its way to Apple White's cult i mean exactly yeah that's exactly where it's going this is what he is now believing luckily they have alien insurance luckily Luckily. but aren't they aliens themselves too didn't he at one point say he was an alien oh my god i forgot about that yeah i totally forgot why why did they have alien insurance if he's a fucking alien that's a good point (laughs) that is a good point I mean, maybe he was going to collect. He's literally on the just money. an alien in a human meat suit. So, how? Yes. Why would he need alien insurance to protect him from himself? He's going to abduct himself. Yeah, probably. It's like an insurance scam, essentially. He will abduct himself, and then somehow from fraud. outer space collect a million dollars. I mean, that sounds pretty legit. <laughs> maybe I'll give it a shot. Let's do it right now. Let me call up in my insurance company right now. <laughs> okay. Hold on while we call our insurance companies. (laughs) This is when Apple White decided it was time for what he called, quote, the exit to the next level. That sounds not like something I want to hear. So this is where I'm going to give you a trigger warning for suicide. I knew that was coming. Yeah. The Hale-Bopp comet was supposed to be closest to the Earth on March 22nd, 1997. Okay. In late 1996, Apple White spoke to the class and told them this would be the best time for them to leave. 
and that Nettles had commissioned this UFO to come and get them so that they could move on to the next level. Okay. Remember, Nettles is God in this scenario because Uh Applewhite is Jesus. This is insane. (laughs) It's like alien Bible. Yeah. That's essentially what it was. Literally, the Bible except with aliens. Yeah. The class was very excited- And they purchased a large telescope so that they could see nettles approaching in the UFO. She's just going to be like hanging out the window like, hey, guys. Hey, I'm coming to pick you up in my UFO. Hop in, girl. We're going to go shopping. (laughs) It's like that scene in Mean Girls where they're like, they're like, hop in. We're going shopping. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Yeah. I think that would be nettles. And that is so funny. They thought they were going to see her in the UFO. Well, I don't know that they think thought that they would see her, but they were excited to see the UFO approaching that that Nettles had commissioned to get them. Of course. And hide in the tail of the comet. Of course. This was her plan all along. All along. Dude, this is crazy. Weirdly, though, when they looked through the telescope, they could not see a UFO. What? I know. So guess what they did? They made one. No, they took the telescope back and told the guy it didn't work. They took the telescope back and they were like, Excuse me, we just bought this telescope and it did not show us UFOs. So I think it's broken. Clearly, like a refund. Dude, Uh, these people are like, I understand in a cult you get like brainwashed. Yes. But come on. Uh, That's crazy. That's hilarious, though. Yeah. It was at this point that he convinced all of them that the only way to board the ship was to complete mass suicide. Yeah. I didn't know how this was going to end, but I felt like that's where we were going. Yeah. Yeah. Some of this is going to get rough, though, okay? Okay, I'm ready. Not just yet, but it will. His initial plan was to use guns. Because they already had the guns. So he thought, oh, well, we could, one, just shoot each other. Or two, entice the FBI to come so that we could have a shootout. Right? Like, the look on her face is like, what the fuck? That's the dumbest idea I've ever heard. If you are going to commit mass suicide and everybody's on board, I still don't think that's cool. But I think it's a lot less cool if you invite other people to shoot yeah. at that are not voluntarily giving their lives. Yeah. Like why? Whatever. He discussed this with the class and the class and him kind of came to the conclusion that that would not guarantee that everybody was able to move on to the next level. Cause some people want, might not be killed. Right. They might be taken to prison. And they might injure other people in the process. Exactly. So they decided that wasn't a good idea. Okay. Well, I'm glad they decided against that. Yes. Early in 97, one of the 40, and I saw two different names, Rio D'Angelo or Richard Ford, said that he was starting to have a disturbing feeling about this group. What? So he decided to leave. Same. Yeah. I'm I'm like, starting to? Starting to just now? Now that we're talking about mass suicide now? It's like when he, when Applewhite decided, oh, we should get castrated. That's fine. That's when uh, people left then too. Yeah. Like they were on board with all the, I guess they were on board with all the alien religious stuff 
but never on board with the, some of them were never on board with the pain. Yeah. The physically hurting yourself aspect. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. But Rio decided, or D'Angelo, I'll call him that because later in the story, I do call him D'Angelo. He decided, I'm done. Good for him. Get out of there. Yeah. The remaining 38 members plus Applewhite spent the next couple months preparing or I guess that was in 96 that he left because they were celebrated Christmas. They went on trips to Las Vegas. I mean, the video of them celebrating Christmas, it's like they're so happy. Mm. And they know what's going to happen. Yeah. They've already decided that. But this is like- They're going to do their last hurrah. Correct. That's they're giving They're giving gifts to each other. You know, like it is heartbreaking to watch yeah. it. They went on trips to Vegas, to the Pacific Northwest, to Mexico- And then they spent a lot of time uploading all of their teachings to their website. Any videos that they did, because they took a lot of videos throughout this, all these years. And besides putting it all on their website, they copied it all to a bunch of floppy disks, which is a 90s thing. I I know what they are. (laughs) Okay. Okay. And started mailing them out to former members because... They were afraid the government would take down their website, and they didn't want to lose all of that information. Okay. So they just sent these out. Yes. So that they could have the record of it, basically. Correct. They created an exit uniform in which they modeled Applewhite's favorite show, Star Trek, which apparently they they watched quite often. And even one of the things said that that they they went to... They went to go see a Star Wars movie in their three months before wow. they were Dorks. doing this. <laughs> Nerds. Just kidding. Just kidding. I love you all. She's a dork too. I am. We all are. Yeah. Hey, dorks are the best people. You know? I agree. Yeah. I feel like people who aren't dorks are the biggest losers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. <sighs> Thomas Nichols, who was one of the classmates, and I don't know his ODY name because they all had names that ended in ODY. Mm-hmm. OD. Um, he is actually the brother of Michelle Nichols, who is a an actress in Star Trek. Oh, really? And was part of this group. That's cool. So the uniform consisted of black sweatpants, a black baggy shirt with a patch on the arm that said, Heaven's Gate away team. And the away team was a reference that they were away from their perfect lives while they were on Earth. Okay. They all wore white socks and a pair of black and white Nike Decade shoes. Okay. And all of these shoes were brand new. Apparently, Apple White liked Nikes. Like, everything else didn't matter. Like, he liked Nikes, but they also got a really good discount on 40 pairs of shoes. So. Wow. That's why I wore that. What a waste. The plan stated that they would split up into three different groups. The first group would have 15 people, the second group 15 people, and the last group nine people. And on three consecutive days, they would follow the same routine. Okay. So March 19th to the 20th, over the span of two days, 97, Applewhite sat in front of a camera and recorded his goodbye message. Which ended up being about two hours long. And in it, like, his eyes are just wide, like, bugging out of his face. He's smiling, and he's cheerful, 
and he says, quote, planet Earth is about to be recycled. Your only chance to evacuate is to leave with us. Recycled? Mm-hmm. That's what he kept saying. Like, it's about to be recycled. Like, I Eco-friendly. <laughs> March 20th, 1997, each member of the group recorded their own goodbye video. They did it two at a time with Apple White filming them. And they all were smiling and saying, you know, that they wanted to do this. It was of their own accord. Like, nobody was forcing them to do this. So do you think he just needed that as evidence, just in case? I don't know. Um, Like, I saw some things that's like, well, some people were going along with it because it was him. And, like, they're saying this because he's the one filming them. Mm -hmm. And then some people just... Like they that came in and out just didn't feel like they belonged mm. anywhere. So I don't know. Okay. That's hard. Yeah. Uh March twenty first, the videos were sent via FedEx to the former member who had most recently left most recently left, which was D'Angelo, mm-hmm. along with a letter from Applewhite saying, quote, by the time this letter is being read, we will have shed our containers. Our meat suits. And he asked D'Angelo to come to the house and record it. No. <laughs> Hard pass. No, thank you. Why would you do that? You're saying that he should come record you guys killing yourselves? No. By the time you get this letter, we will have shed our containers. So, so he, he wants him to come record it when they're already done. Oh. Yeah. Also not great. Yeah. Okay. March 21st, they called this the Last Supper. They all went to Marie Callender's. They all ordered the same exact meal. Salad, turkey pot pie, and iced tea. And they all had the same exact blueberry cheesecake for dessert. So your last meal is a turkey pot pie from Marie Callender's. Yeah. Ew. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I love a Marie Callender's pot pie sometimes. Okay. I do too. It's not going to be my last meal. God forbid. So Marie Callender's restaurants that I know of are no longer in service. Yeah. I've never been to one. They were pretty good. I mean, I did go to a Marie Callender's a few times and it was, it is much better than the frozen ones though. I, I do bet. like the frozen ones too. But do I want it for my last meal? No. Probably not. Do I want to eat the same thing as everybody else? No, I want to be unique. Well, and that was another thing. Like, why did everybody have to get the same exact thing? Like, that to me is just another cult thing. It is, yeah. Everybody has to be the same. That is probably what Applewhite wanted to eat, so everybody had to eat it. Exactly. Which is fucked. <clears throat> yeah. There's no free will. Nope. The server said that the group looked odd to them because they were all wearing the same clothing. They all had short, chopped hair. Like they all in their exit clothing. I couldn't. I don't think so because I think they said very similar clothing. Okay. Like there's no pictures that I saw of that day, but they just said very similar. Uh, And they all ordered the exact same thing. So the servers thought that was all kind of odd. Yeah, I mean, sure. as a server, wouldn't you be like, I would these be- 39 people showed up in the same clothes, ordered the same food? Yeah, I'd be weirded out. And you know what? I bet they didn't tip. I don't know. They, the servers said that they were very polite 
So well, that's good. they probably did tip, I'm assuming. Okay. <laughs> I just want to be an angry server for a minute. I know. March 22nd, the day that the comet is closest to the Earth. The first group of 15 started the exit plan. Now, mind you, I'm glad they didn't choose the gun route. And if they're going to do this, I guess I don't know any other way to do it. But this group did not, like, drugs and alcohol were not allowed. Right. But each person, 15, ate a mixture of phenobarbital mixed with either applesauce or pudding and then drank down vodka to wash it down. That's kind of weird. Yeah. It is weird because that's, I mean, drugs and alcohol was not a thing that they wanted to do. So why would this be the way that they wanted to leave? I don't know. But over time, like, Apple White changed his mind on a lot of things, you know? True. Yeah. When something didn't work out for him, he would, like, suddenly be like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's not right. We're going to do this. It, this okay. is the way we do it, actually. I guess so, this is just the easiest, quickest way to do it. I guess. Less messy. Yeah. Next, either they themselves or with the assistance of one of their classmates, if they had already passed out, covered their ba- covered their head with a plastic bag. Okay. So the combination of drugs would and alcohol would cause them to sleep. And then the plastic bag would essentially cut off their air. Mm-hmm. to speed up the process. Mm-hmm. The remaining members would then wait until they knew all of their classmates had passed. They would then remove the plastic bag, cross the hands over the deceased's stomach, and place a dark purple shroud over their face and torso. Mm. Okay. So March 23rd, the next group of 15 followed the same routine with the remaining nine helping them. March 24th, the remaining nine repeated the cycle. Applewhite was the third to last to die. Wow. There were two that remained so that they could prepare his body, and they followed the same ritual. And those two were the only ones still found with a plastic bag over their head. Mm. So... March 26th, so this is two days after they were finished, essentially four days after they started, Mm -hmm. D'Angelo receives the tapes and the letter from Applewhite. So he has his boss drive him to the house, said he put on, he covered his collar in cologne because he knew that it was not going to smell good in there. Yeah. And he did take in a camera. Really? And film. Yes. Wow. After he filmed, he called 911. And initially, he called in anonymously. He did eventually come forward. Okay. And he didn't do anything at the scene. So, like, he didn't touch anything. Just you know, recorded. It's kind of like walked through, recorded, left, called 911. still awful. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be so traumatizing. There is video of it in the documentary. Yikes. 
That's just except, horrible. Except for the people with the plastic bags. I did not see any video of that, and I'm glad I didn't. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't want to see that either. Yeah. So we're going to go to the scene now. Okay. Calvin Vine was the chief investigator for the medical examiner's office at the time, and he was the first to enter the home. Okay. He said the first thing that hit him when he walked in was the smell, mm-hmm. of course. He said, but that's his job. It's an obviously, obviously an obvious thing that he knows that's right. going to happen. But what he said was really eerie is when he went into the house, it was immaculate. Mm. he said there he's never been in a scene like that before like there was no trash like everything was spotlessly cleaned the only thing that it wasn't clean was that the older de- bodies had started to advance yeah in decomposing yeah but they so. probably had the whole mansion spotless before they did everything yes yep that's yep they did it was ref- it was first reported to the media that there was 39 men that were found because all the females had short hair mm. and they were all wearing baggy loose clothing. In reality, it was 21 women wow. and 18 men and they ranged in age from 25 to 72. That's so crazy. I know. It's just awful. It is. The bodies were found all around the house. Some were in beds. Apple White was in his own bed alone. Some were on the floor and some were laying on top of folding tables. Mm. Now, the only reason that I could think of this, because they would have all had bunk beds. Right. Is like maybe they didn't want people that were going to come take their bodies to have to get them off of the second bunk. Maybe. There, there were some in the video that you could see that was on the second bunk, but I don't know. Like, why would some be on a floor and some be on a folding table? I don't know. Maybe they got to choose where they were. Maybe. A floor plan was created to illustrate where everyone was. And this was indicated by a letter for the location and a number for the bodies in each location. Okay. There were a total of 13 locations around the house, so A through M, and then 39 bodies. Mm-hmm. More than 30 lab technicians and detectives combed through the scene gathering evidence. And among the evidence they found, an instruction list. Ooh. Yeah. And this was titled, The Routine. Mm. And it said, quote, Take the little package of pudding or applesauce and eat a couple teaspoons. Pour the medicine in and stir it up. Eat it fairly quickly and then drink the vodka beverage. Then lay back and rest quietly, end quote. And I saw some that reports said that they don't think that like any measurements were done on the phenobarbital because some people had ingested a lot more than others. Mm, Okay. Like... Some was not a lethal dose, but the combination of that with the vodka and the plastic bag. Right. And then some was like a lot, a lot more. Right. So I guess they just like had, had medicine in cups or bags or something and just put whatever amount in it. Like it wasn't measured out. Uh, Vine said that the next instructions 
Next to the instructions was another letter from Applewhite that said to be released to the news media. Mm. And in it, it explained all the info about them going on a UFO to enter the next level. And Vine said he didn't want the media to spread this around. I agree. He pocketed the letter. Wow. And he has never released it. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's, I totally get it. Yeah. I mean, that would have probably just caused more panic. More panic, especially during that time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That is just so sad. Like, can you imagine being a police officer and walking into a house and there's 40 bodies? Yeah. I mean, he said that like he initially walked in and he saw 10. Like once he got to 10, he was like, something weird is going on here. And just the way that they, the way the the scene was. The way that they look, how they all look the same. Yep. Yep. Plastic bags and elastic bands were found in the trash behind the house from everyone besides the last two. Mm -hmm. Each person, I found this quite interesting. Each person had identification in their pocket. Wow. It was either a birth certificate a passport or a driver's license. Okay. That's good at least. Yes. Yeah, so it was easy. Like they were worried about trying to identify them and then they all had identification. Good. So it's I'm like, glad. they thought at this least, out in some ways. At least they did that. That way, like families can be notified and everything. Yeah. Some had a suitcase or a bag packed that sat next to their bed with their name on it. I mean, they got to take it on the UFO. Yeah. And most of them had $5.75 in their pocket. Specific. A $5 bill and three quarters. Why? And there were two explanations for this. One explanation was, and I don't know who this came from because I found it in multiple places. One explanation was that they didn't want to be considered a vagrant if they were outside of the mansion. Like, okay. I don't know that that ever happened, but a former member that was in the documentary that I watched said that it was actually from Mark Twain hmm. because there was a quote from Mark Twain that said it cost $5.75 to ride a comet or something like that. Mm. But I also couldn't find that quote. So huh. I'm not entirely sure. So they probably just saw it as like bus fare. I don't know. Maybe I think that's what I was. That's the first thing that came to my mind. I was like, maybe they just, they need to pay to get on the spaceship. Maybe. I don't know. In their brain. I don't know. They also found 20 computers in the home. Okay. Which to me was a lot because this is 97. Yeah. But a lot of them did have jobs as in the mm-hmm. computer industry and they were all working on their website and stuff like that. So I guess a lot of them were working on that project. Okay. And they found a seating chart. For when they would watch TV. Weird. So they all had assigned seating when they sat down to watch Star Trek. Dude. Yeah. (laughs) Dude. And you know who was sitting right in the middle, right in front of the TV? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Probably in the comfiest chair. In the comfiest chair. And I bet it went in like like a hierarchical status too. Like whoever was closest to him sat next to him. Whoever he didn't like sat at the end, you know. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Very culty. Yes. The bodies had to end up being recovered from the home 
with a refrigerated tractor trailer. Wow. Because there were so many. Yeah. So March 31st, after the bodies were identified and the family was notified, they were shipped back to their families for burial. Okay. I just can't believe that this many people went through with this. I know. How do you, how do so many people get brainwashed by one guy? I know. That's insane. Yeah. Shortly after this, with all the media attention, three former classmates also took their own lives. Wow. And they each made their own exit video. Wow. And saying that they felt that they should have been there. Mm. Did they do it in the same way? I don't believe so. I mean, I can't say that all three of them didn't, but I think two at least did not. Okay. Essentially then, this means like 41 people he convinced. That's insane. In some way. I hope this guy is burning in hell. Yeah. Because those people could have had some really good lives. They They could have. have. They could have spent time with their family. They could have traveled. They could have had families of their own. But he convinced them to take their lives. Yeah. For what? To get on a fucking spaceship? To get on a UFO that you can't see through a telescope that doesn't exist? It's stupid. Yeah. Yeah. I went through and read uh, some of the things about each of the. Well, not each of the members. They only had 30 besides Applewhite. And I'm going to, I'll put the link in the show notes. It's show notes. It's a People magazine link. Uh, it just kind of gives a little paragraph on each person. But like most of these people, their parents or siblings or friends or whatever would say that they didn't feel like they belonged anywhere yeah. or they had a hard time making friends. Like one lady, her parents just said like she was so smart beyond her years that her like people just couldn't get along with her. Yeah. It's just, sad and then one yeah. one couple that joined the group together the man ended up leaving and mm-hmm. the woman did not she stayed and he is in the documentary wow and he talks a lot about that i'm going to have to watch that i would encourage everybody to go watch it it's a four part docu series on hbo well i can't watch it right now cuz i don't have wifi but no that's fine when i move into my new apartment i will be watching it okay Uh, But they interview former members and there's so much footage of Applewhite and Nettles and there's the goodbye videos are in that family members just like, I don't know if I want to watch it actually. It's some of it is tough to watch. Yeah. Um, But, and I can't do it all justice here, nor would I want to, because I'm not going to take away from what that, what that series is and right. what those people said, because there's just some really, really gut wrenching parts that former members are talking about and being in a cult myself, like some of it really hit me. Right. I understand. Now, like I said, mine was nothing near this, but right. there's just some very similar things. So here's some after effects okay. of all of this. Okay. April 12th, 1997, SNL had a skit, an opening skit. And, you know, maybe I have more empathy for these people involved because of my experience. Uh, Maybe it was the timing, but, you know, because it was 25 years ago. But I just, 
I didn't care for it. If you want to go watch it, you can watch it. There was one line in it, though, that really just got me where it's, quote, Apple White saying, I'd kill myself again. Mm. Yeah. Yikes. And how long was that after everything? Um, less than a, a month. month or so. Dude. About three weeks after. Yeah. Yeah, about three weeks. That's not long enough at all. I don't think any time would be with that many people that have died. Correct. October of 97, the owner of the mansion tried to have a private auction to sell the home. So this would have been like six months later. Right. He was asking $1.6 million. The land itself was valued at $1.4 million. Wow. So he was willing to take some kind of cut on it. But the home didn't sell. What? Yeah, I guess people didn't want it. People don't want to live there? Yeah. I would not want to go anywhere near that home. No. In 1998, a former member reached out to some other former members to have kind of a reunion. Mm. It included kids of former members, family. Um, Nettle's daughter was there. And Nettle's daughter brought the notes that her mother had written her every month. Oh. Yes. she wasn't supposed to, right? Correct. And some of the former members got very upset at this meeting because Nettle's was preaching to them, you shouldn't have contact with your families. She was. But she was telling her daughter to go live in society. Yeah. Go to college. Get out and enjoy life. Giving her life advice that was so contradictory to what she was brainwashing these people with. Just Should you know what? These random people that I don't know, let them follow my cult. But my daughter, no. No. I don't want her involved in this. If you don't want your daughter involved in your cult, it's you probably shouldn't be involved in it at all. Right. If you don't want to get your kids involved. So this brought up some... like. A lot of people said Nettles was the one that recruited Applewhite. But this brought up questions of, was it the other way around? Mm-hmm. And was she, did she feel like she was also stuck there? Right. And was secretly sending letters and Applewhite didn't even know? Or did she just like controlling people? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just think that's so hypocritical. Yeah. In 1999... Now we're two years later. Mm-hmm. The house was quietly sold to a neighbor for just $668,000. Okay. Which was less than half of what just the land alone was worth. Right. But the neighbor tore it down. I think that's a good idea. And then they renamed the street. Now, I did see conflicting information on this. I saw some that said a new house was built there, and then I saw some that said the lot is still empty. Okay. That I'm not really sure. Okay. The shoes. The Nike decades were discontinued. There was a lot of attention placed on Nike Mm -hmm. during this. And the only comment that Nike ever made to this day, they've never made any other comment, was, quote, the Heaven's Gate incident was a tragedy. It had nothing to do with Nike. 
end quote, which it didn't have anything to do with Nike. Yes. You know? Right. But today, if you, for some weird reason, want a pair of Nike Decades, you can find them on eBay. The most expensive pair that I could find was a size 12 brand new that went for over $6,000. Oh, shit. Yeah. Wow. But there are some out there that are thousands of dollars, but they just basically, they stopped making them and just kind of let them fade out. And Yeah. I mean, I probably would have done the same thing if I was Nike. Yeah. Lastly, the website heavensgate.com is still active. Wow. It is actually still run by former members. You can email them if you want to ask any more information. You can view videos. You can read their 17 rules. And you can still purchase the book that Apples and Nettles created. Apple, White, and Nettles created. And I believe it's $45 if you want that book. Pass. Yeah. That's just crazy. And they're still like... Even though they're not here, they're, it's almost like they're still profiting off of it, you know? Yeah. There was one former member in the documentary. This was one thing. Like, I don't want to put a whole lot of quotes and stuff from the documentary, like I said, because I'd rather people watch it if they mm-hmm. want to and hear it straight from them. But this one really stuck out to me. And he said, we were compared to Jonestown, Jonestown. which is another, that's another, another cult. cult. I can cl- cover that another day. <laughs> And the interviewer said, what do you mean we? You left. And he said, quote, it will always be a part of me. Wow. And that hit me because the trauma is always there. Like, Mm -hmm. it's been 27 years since I left, and I still have nightmares sometimes about it. Yeah. So I can only imagine people that were involved, like people that were involved in the one that I was in even more than I was. And people that were involved in things like Jonestown mm-hmm. and Heaven's Gate. Like, mm-hmm. I can't even imagine the trauma. To that extreme. And you can see one of the guys that they interview in that documentary, the trauma that mm-hmm. that man has been through and how hard it is for him to talk about. Yeah, like, I bet. It, yeah. So that is the Heaven's Gate mansion, which no longer exists, and the Heaven's Gate cult. That's terrifying. And in researching this, I actually found another cult that was in around the same area. So maybe that'll be another episode. Cults are just like scary, scary, scary. People just um, people are scary in general. I encourage anybody to watch this documentary as well as any other documentary about a cult. Educate yourself on what what they really are because you can get sucked into a group that says they're under the guise of something else. Mm-hmm. And they're really not. It's really not. Really it's really not. for profit and yep. control. Yeah. And that's really all it's about. Yeah. That is it. Yeah. What a terrifying episode. That was rough. Yeah. I could yeah. kind of tell where we were, where we were headed, but wow, 40 people, 41 people. Yeah. That's just so awful. Sad. Yeah. You know what? If Apple White wanted to do this himself, who am I to say something? Yeah. But the fact that he convinced 
all these people, all these like people. just completely brainwashed them to leave their lives. First of all, that sickens me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you did a good job, mom. As terrifying as it was. Thanks. All right. We love you all. Love you. That you keep finding the thrill in the mysterious. Do. Okay. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. We love you all. Or on our bonus if you're a patron. Yeah. Love, love you. you. Farewell. <laughs>